put the mug on his face. Two, three, one, go. Candace. Thomas. <laughs> Miss Candace. Mr. Thomas. Thank you. Mr. Josh. There we go. I was waiting. Uh, man, what a pleasure to have you both on. Man, you guys probably my two favorite people right now in this in this planet. Right now. <laughs> you know, it you know, it can shift. It can shift, you know. So the person that's your favorite the day before might not be your favorite the next day. You know, you never know exactly what's gonna happen. But man, just to let everybody know, we had the hardest time trying to figure out how to do this on our own. And uh, we figured it out. And I, I can only say that it's probably because Jesus helped us. Anyway, anyway, I was just, just making a joke. joke. It, it was just a small little joke. joke. But golly, people, people are still so up in arms nowadays whenever you make jokes about certain things. things. What, what, are, what are your thoughts? thoughts? Are, are people too sensitive or is, uh, what, do what do you think? Here's my thoughts on that. Humor is good. Humor is good. However, everything has a time, a place, a season, and a purpose. Like, like a knife is good to cut a steak, to make survival tools go fishing but if i stab someone with that knife then it's not good i used it the wrong I way mean, come, come on, on. You're, you're going, going kind of a little like, like come on that's, that's, that's not, not even close to the chicken or the egg, egg you know what i'm saying like that, 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 that was, was, saying, no, like, was food is good no but that's actually biblical i i understand but are we going to go biblical with every single fact i get that but okay okay how about this one food is good right but if you eat too much that your body can handle, then you took something that was good and made it bad. It's it's not okay. you, you get what I'm saying? So So, so you're, you're saying, saying like my joke maybe would have been, been good, but, but it, it was, was bad. bad. No. It depends on how <laughs> like if it well, yeah, because think about it. Almighty God should never be like someone that you joke about. If, you know what uh, I'm saying? Oh. But I think Ooh. God has a really bigger sense of humor than we give him credit for because he has to deal with us every single day. So he's got to have a sense of humor. He does have Come a sense on. of humor. If, and you could find it in his word. But he's never the butt of those jokes. No, no never. Yeah, yeah he's, he's never, never the butt of the jokes. jokes. But, he's, but to endure us, he's got to be like, Oh, my Lord. What, what is she doing? doing? I got to laugh about this, you know, or something. So, yeah. Now I feel really bad about that joke, actually. What was your joke? I don't even remember. The joke was uh, we had such a tough, tough time getting this podcast together. The only way we actually got together, because Matt's not here, was because Jesus, obviously, he helped us, you know. And then Thomas did not like that joke at all. If you could see his face, like, he's like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute about that joke. Right? right? Am, Am I wrong? wrong? I'm, I'm not, not wrong. wrong. I'm reading your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just like probably not say anything about it. Why? So here's the funny thing. It made, it made with church. No, no just, just just a little personal flavor. But with church, we would always have the greatest technical difficulties. 
no matter like sometimes it's like a message that just had to get out and like everything technically would be sound and checked and you know marking off all the boxes and then the sermon would go live and there were issues so I didn't really take offense to it because but they probably made a lot of jokes like that whenever that was happening right like oh god will it please god help us at this time of need or something like that they didn't say anything for me I would just pray against whatever was coming through the airways to prevent like the message that you were trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. So you think about all the spiritual obstacles. So you have to like kind of push that away. So like tonight we're trying to have this conversation, this deep conversation. It's not surprising that we had a few difficulties. So and yeah. You know? Yeah, I did not mean to offend you at all, brother. Like, I thought you were going to laugh right away at that joke. And when you didn't, I was kind of, like, caught off a guard. Almost like being a, in a, like a stand-up comedian and, you know, being in front of a room full of people. You think that that, that joke is going to land, and it doesn't. And you're just like, why? You know? And you're just like, it's just a little joke. <laughs> like, it's just a little joke. I have a joke for you. Maybe, maybe it'll help you to laugh. You gotta oh try. Oh my god! This okay, is listen. gonna be bad. This is this is something on the level of my gym that you would do for the children. Okay. Now you gotta try this together. You ready? Okay. You're gonna say this, and you're gonna count up as high as you can. Okay. So you're gonna start off by saying, "One smart fellow, he felt smart." Then you're gonna go, two smart fellows, they felt smart." And then you're gonna go three. And four and five, but you gotta do it fast. Three, two, one, go. I mean, two, three, one, go. <laughs> it's two, three, one, go. One smart fellow. He felt smart. Two smart fellows. They felt smart. Three smart fellows. They felt smart. Four smart fellows. They felt smart. Very fast. So fast. Five smart fellows. They felt smart. Six hearts. Six hearts. Six hearts. Six hearts. So is that the trap? Do you, you get trapped, trapped at six parts? Like, like everybody, everybody says that? that? Everybody, everybody must say that. that. <laughs> uh, no, they end up saying something like, so many fart smellows, they smell fart. Okay, all right. So, so what, what, is is the, le- what, what is the lesson there, there Thomas? Thomas? It was just a joke. this guy like no joke i and i you know you want me to tell you a story i'll tell you a story about thomas okay and thomas you can you can fill in remember uh there was a there was a time thomas was working for me down in uh down south charlotte and then he came out uh and he was only training there to work with me and then the whole purpose was he's gonna be working at lake norman and, and then, then you're working, working at Lake Norman, Norman and me and Thomas had a really, really good, for, for the most part, we could tell some stories that we got, you know, got heated here and there. Yeah, yeah except for the puppets, set up, set up my puppets. puppets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I remember that, that one. one. There, there was, was a couple, couple other ones. I mean, there, there was, was a very few in the amount of times we worked together. Yeah, very few. So for the most part, we had like a 90% average of getting along and putting on a great show. You know? There was just small artistic timing differences that uh, sometimes rubbed each other the wrong way. Philosophical. Yeah. Yeah, like me saying that joke just a second ago. Like, whoa. Like, yeah, I didn't see that coming, you know? But... Uh, so, so the, the so, so what, what happened, happened was, was uh, Chris and Kristen, we won't, won't say their last names. Probably, probably shouldn't have even said their first name. Well, you already did. So keep it. But uh, we, we can edit that out. out. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, were they run a very strict gym. You know, very different than the way I ran it. Like, Josh anyway. is like the fun gym and. <laughs> No, I, don't I don't know about that. that. Thomas, Thomas is, is the fun gym. That I would say I was like, like you medium. A, no, you did a fun gym, Josh. You know you did. You still yeah, doing but it. You're still doing it. I know. I, I, I didn't. I know. But I, did, I got We're about uh, to do, COVID got me out of retirement. We're about to do a birthday party together Saturday. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're about awesome. to, yeah his daughter is turning and he's celebrating in our place. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I still have to send you that programming, but, you know, I'm going to let, let you take the lead because I know that's your little girl and I know, you know, that's, that's, that's what you want to do. I'll just support you, whatever you want to do. But um, anyway, the story was, and maybe this is a long way to get around to the story. The story was that Chris and Kristen were like concerned that Thomas was having too much fun with the children. Oh, you can't have too much fun. That he was riling them up so much that it was like a safety concern, right? And I was like, that's ridiculous, you know? And I'm like, well, we're going to have a meeting with him. We'd love you to be there, right? So then we have a meeting. We're like, Thomas, yeah, we need to have a meeting, right? Thomas is like, oh, right? You know, like, I'm sure you were like, okay, we're having a meeting, like, impromptu. This, this is probably, probably not good, good right? I love it when the boss calls you to their office. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah that's basically right. what it was. The boss was calling you to his office, which was Starbucks, right? Yep. So, <laughs> so we went to Starbucks and we're sitting there, right? And I congr—and I, and I say, I, I say to, I say to Chris and Chris and I say, Thomas has been like, a re- like a reviver for me because I've been doing this like almost twenty years, and I kind of got in a rut. To, to where, where like, like the, the fun, fun got sucked, sucked out of it. Yeah. And Thomas brings the fun right back into it. And that's what it really is all about, my gym and kids. The kids. It's about fun. Kids don't want fun Right. So uh so anyway, that meeting so that meeting went and uh, I don't know, I'll let you talk in a second, but what I wanted to tell you was that Chris later, after that meeting debrief. He, he says, says to, to me, Thomas is the funnest guy ever? What, what about me? me? Oh, and I was like, like what? <laughs> like, were we, we even taught that, that meeting was to talk about Thomas? Thomas. Even if, if you were the funnest one, which he wasn't, wasn't why, why would you even be throwing yourself into that conversation? <laughs> right? Oh, so I, I don't think you ever knew that. I don't think I ever told you that. But Chris was like, you thought Thomas was the most fun, like, what, what, the, what, what about me? me? He's, He's supposed to be the boss. boss. You're, You're not supposed to be fun. You're supposed, supposed to be the boss. boss. You know, like, it's, it was, right? What, what are your thoughts? thoughts? 
that is that that's when I was the uh, what the the square peg in the round hole, right? Yeah, is that, is that how they, they said, said it? it? Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> how they told him. They told him that. They, they said, said you're, you're the square peg, peg in the round hole. hole. <laughs> And sometimes it's good to be the square peg in the round hole, honestly, but a lot, a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that. I just, I, I just thought it was, well, what would you, how'd you come out of that? Because I was very surprised that you even stayed on with us because I was like, that was so rude and so uncalled for and so unnecessary. I just tried to like think about it and, and evaluate the situation. And uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, in the flesh, I I was mad about it, but uh, I've since that time learned a lot and and grown a lot. Uh, so how but I would still a bullshit move, move right? right? I, I mean, mean, still still a bullshit what move I, what I for somebody that's. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have just tried to communicate, like, and find out what was going on. You know what what was going on for them and communicated to them what I was trying, you know, instead of either saying nothing or getting defensive, you know what I mean? But sometimes when you're the square peg, you don't have to have the approval of others because you know at the heart of the issue, you were having fun with the children and that's what was the dominant factor. So granted, take their feedback, take their perspectives, get that all together, but your heart had a pure motive of, I just want to have fun with kids. And that's what I always saw with him. I was like, his heart is there. People saw his heart pouring out of his chest. I mean, this guy is a maniac with kids. Like, kids can't even keep up with him. So, like, for real. I don't know I don't know these days if you're able to, but man, oh, man, was this guy an energizer bunny for kids. It was amazing. And that, that's what I realized. Like, I was more of a choreographer. Like, I had learned my trick. I had learned, like, I don't run around and get tackled by kids because I can only do that so many times. You're getting older. This is not going to be healthy. Something's going to get hurt. You know, something's going to happen, even though it's super fun. You know, so I was more of a choreographer. But he was more of like, come get me. I'm Mr. Barrel Man. And the kids were like, hey, yeah. Listen, I just did that at uh, my nephew's birthday. They they had his birthday at a different gym, but they had that big barrel. And it was uh, Captain Fatso. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, yeah, so you called himself Captain what? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think you said barrel man. I was just making that up. So you called yourself Captain Fatso. I remember, and he would get himself in, and the kids. He would like get the kids to like knock him down. Who could knock me down? I'm Captain Fatso. Who can knock me down? You know. And I guess that that's where you know Chris and Kristen were kind of like their point of view was coming. Is that like you got you got you got like a twenty kid, you know, darting at you, you know, hundred miles an hour. And, and trying to knock you over, it, you know, is it the most responsible thing? I think that that's the point they were trying to get across. It was just about, it was the way that they brought it across that it didn't land well. It, you know what I mean? Like, it was just disrespectful and it it didn't give you the kudos and it didn't, it definitely didn't send you to work, like, wanting to go to work that day. You know what I mean? But you can't control how other people present things. 
So, so that's kind of even in light of our conversation tonight is you can't you can't anticipate how someone's going to say something. You could get offended. You could be defensive. You could be hurt. You could lots of different emotions, right? You can't, you don't know what to expect. You just have to know and go to your place of who am I? What do I represent? You know, and you, Thomas, sounds like you represented having fun with the kids and you learned a little bit of feedback from that and you took it in. And, and two, yes. because, you know, they, they were the owners and you, you got to, like, Mr. Josh. Being they weren't the, they weren't the owners, though. That's, that's the whole thing. thing. I was the owner. They were not the owners. And, and they're calling this meeting. And I'm, think, and I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. But I don't want to. I don't want to. It's, it's basically like running a business is like a moving train. I didn't want to throw a iron rod into the into the you know, to make the train go off the tracks because I was like, whoa, 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 what are you guys doing with Thomas? You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to kind of see how it kind of went, you know? I, I think that I said so many positive things. I was like, this is the greatest guy that's been around, that, yeah, you know? And then, and then he Chris took offense to it. He, so many times Josh would bring uh, a nice rotisserie chicken and sharing out of the same, and we just would get each have a fork, and we'd be eating out of the same thing. You said that last yep. night. You're like, "Oh my gosh, this do you know how it. many times this guy brought a rotisserie chicken?" Once I only brought it once, no, but was, for whatever reason, twice. Josh, because so, so once or twice, two times, two times. Let me just say, rotisserie chickens are awesome. It was bad. at least twice because you did it once in Valentine that I remember. And I was, I was like, oh, I guess this is what he does for lunch. And and <laughs> once in uh, in uh, Lake Norman, I think, unless I'm just making it that it's more. But no, no, I, you're, you're you're definitely not. Yeah, I did, I definitely did it uh, twice, but not. I mean, we've hung out hundreds of times, and I only brought you rotisserie chicken two times, but that's what resonates in your brain, which is crazy, you know. But you you want to know why? Because it was so unique, like that. Look, he's he's saying, "Are you hungry?" He's sharing his lunch, but it's an entire rotisserie chicken. <laughs> You're fine. But all uh, right, so let's transition from rotisserie chicken to God. Ooh, now, I had a question for you, Josh, because the past couple times that we've talked, you have said how close you are. So I close wanted to, to what to coming to the Lord. So what I wanted to ask you was if you found out be like if you suddenly became aware beyond any doubt that you've ever had that the gospel is true and that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is and you knew it there was no doubt Wait. Wait. would you then believe or would you still rather not believe even in the face of having undeniable proof it's not it's not that I don't want to believe. It's not that I don't believe. It's just that I, I guess I haven't read the gospel. So I that's what I'm basing my primary position on. But I've heard stories, you know, the, the stories that that seem just crazy. Like some of these stories just seem ridiculous. Like uh let's just uh, for instance. One of the stories that I get from my mom is uh, uh, 
and uh, so and so had a baby. Uh, I forget the name, but I know the premise of the story. The story is so and so had a baby. All right, let's go bicycle. But it was definitely a human. Let's go bicycle, so it's less cruel. So it was like, hey, I have a I have a bicycle. You need to share it between two. Two people are fighting to have the bicycle, and then the authority figure comes in and says, well, let me cut that bicycle in half, and then. Uh, you can each have one half of the bicycle. Now, I think the story was a baby, which is like way brutal. And then the true owner, uh, the true recipient, I don't know how you say it. The true person that is supposed to have the baby is the one that says, no, let him have the bicycle. Let him have the baby because I would not want to do that. You know, and that's how and that's the Bible story. That was the lesson, right? Right now, let let me point out a couple of. But that that sounds so crazy. Wait, Did wait, that hold, actually happen? Hold on, let me let me explain something to you. Keep in mind this: a lot of times, the things you'll read in the Bible are not prescriptive, so to speak, but descriptive. If if I tell you a story that something somebody did, that doesn't mean I'm telling you to do that. I'm saying, can you believe? Look at the condition of man. Now, this particular story doesn't actually fall into the category of, of uh, descriptive either. Solomon is the one who said that, uh, and here's why. He knew that someone who loves this child, Solomon never even, as far as I know, intended that anyone would cut that bicycle in half at all. He said, the person who's just being selfish here doesn't care if this happens, but the person who... This is how I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna find out whose really baby this is. So that was his intent: find out whose baby it is, so that I can make sure that the baby goes home with his real mother. Not, hey, let's really cut this baby in half. I I don't think there was ever an intention to do that. It was just more like forensic work. That's why you gotta know things in context, not just little bits and pieces. That will help you a lot. So I guess, I guess my I guess my qualm with reading the gospel is like how are you supposed to determine what is supposed to be uh, understood as fact and what's supposed to be understood as a metaphor? Well, that actually like for example, if if I decided I wanted to go to Peru and and be a citizen, I would have to learn the language, right? So if I was adopted into a family. I would then learn the language. So understanding of the Bible comes from the Holy Spirit. Like before I, before the Lord yeah. saved me, I did not understand the Bible at all, really. I just thought I knew certain things, but there's so much more that when you are his and in his family, he reveals to you and he'll reveal to you to draw you to himself as well. But remember, we got to keep the main thing the main thing that's the main thing so well, well and that's part yeah. of the process though like that doesn't that's not always an overnight process so right. i think when i listen to josh like he kind of wants to have you want to have like the facts and i want to read the gospel and i want to understand this first and that's just not always how the dance goes like no, a lot I, of times it goes with let me let you feel 
my love, let me let you know how I want to take care of you. Let me know how I'm there for you. And then once you feel that, you're just like, I think I want to understand a little bit more about you. Is that right? And then you start to learn the language of the Bible or Peru or however. Let me, uh, let me, let me just, uh, uh, yes, I understand exactly where you, both of you guys are coming from. You're both coming from the perspective of that um, you're just innately supposed to be able to understand what's right and wrong or, or, or take it, you know, for its word or not for its word. But my argument to you guys, and I'll let you speak in a second because I see you mentioned over there. Uh, I, my, my argument to you guys is what's to stop somebody or what's to stop somebody from reading the Bible and just taking it word for word and not as a metaphor and saying, hey, Hey, in order to figure out, like, it, isn't it confusing to society? Like, if you if if you give that story to a maniac, let's just say, and he's like, oh, the sacrificial baby, you know, and we're going to cut the baby in half and decide who is the mother and this and that. You you understand the social irresponsibility that I that that that, that particular story could give to somebody that's not mentally ready to understand that it's a metaphor that is not what it's ex intended to, to say. Uh, yes. However, most people wouldn't ever even have that story to begin with, because if you don't even have any experience, any exposure to the Bible, and Thomas, you might disagree with me, but you're not going to start with that one. No. So it's it's like taking a, a bite at a time. You know, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna I'm gonna digest, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a little bit. And then not only am I gonna read, I'm just gonna reflect on that. I'm not yeah, and and I'm not talking about intellectuals here. I'm talking about, you know, when some crazy maniac gets a hold of the Bible. And then this decides that to use it, of course, and they created cults and things like that. And that's what's, don't you believe that there's some sort of social responsibility to somebody? Can somebody like come in and be like, hey, these are metaphors. These are facts for the Bible already. Like, shouldn't that already be a thing? These are metaphors. These are facts. Let's put these books up into metaphors, facts, old, new. I mean, because there's the Old Testament and the New Testament, too, which are two totally different conflicting gods. One God in the Old Testament is like, ah, we're going to. Mm -mm. But they're not conflicting. They're conflicting in they're the fact that one God is good. The no. other God is not good. The not Old true. Testament was built on the premises. Not, not, not good. One God is uh, vengeful. Uh, uh, vengeful. The other God is forgiving. That's. Those are the two different guys. Not maybe not different. And, and I'm not saying evil versus not evil. I'm saying one God was obviously vengeful and punished his people in the Old Testament. And one God is saying, hey, even if you make any mistakes, it's okay. Well, wait, let's can I bring up a point? Let me yeah, let I understand. Me saying, yeah. Go, Thomas. Let me let me bring yeah. a couple of points. Okay, so. Did you, which, which testament would you say this is in, old or new, okay? Oh, there, was, there was a husband and a wife, 
named Ananias and Sapphiris, okay? And they said, we're going to give this much to the cause. And it turned out that they didn't. They hid it because they didn't trust. They didn't trust the cause, so they lied. And God killed them instantly dead. Is that the Old, Old Testament? 100%. That's the, That's the New Testament, Book of Acts. God killed them for a lie. Now, most people are going to say, what? How could God do something like that? But what they should be doing is saying, why didn't God do that to me? You know what I mean? Why hasn't God done that to me? A lot of times, see, it's you got to imagine clay and the potter. The potter makes what, what he wills out of the clay, and he knows what's best. So a lot of times, God will take a person who's reached a level that, and he knows what's in man. He knows if someone's going to come to him or not. So he will take a person that, let's say, is not going to come to him. I'm just giving you this as an example, my thoughts on sure. it. He'll, he'll take something, and he'll use that as a teaching. There's countless of other times in the Bible where people sin grotesquely. And God gives them mercy. Here's another one, Older New Testament. A man, he finds a beautiful woman, but it's his best friend's wife. So he sleeps with her anyway. And then he realizes, oh, no, she's pregnant. So he sends his friend off to be murdered so that people won't ever find out what happened. Like, first he tries to get the friend to go and sleep with his wife so he can say the baby's his. But the friend doesn't do it. He says, no, I have to do this, this, and this. And so he just has the friend murdered. So now he's an adulterer and a murderer. But the Lord puts his sin away from him. Is that, and says, you are forgiven. Is that Old or New Testament? Uh, I don't know. And uh, my question to, to those two stories is the question of death. So when God puts them to death, is that really death? Because we don't know if death is really actually a better life in the next one. We don't know. Have no idea. Maybe they're taking him out of this world and maybe they're leaving him in this world to suffer longer. You know, maybe being in this world is suffering longer than death. Maybe death is good. You don't know if death is good. Death could be great. Death could be amazing. It could be the most amazing thing. Like, you're like, why didn't I die earlier? This is amazing. Oh my God, I'm in heaven. I'm like, oh, oh this is amazing. Angels everywhere. Like, Wait. what the hell? Like, Time out. What? Why? We have to have another podcast on death. Not. Yeah, we'll have another podcast on death, <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, we can have any podcast on many different things. It's, it's not about that. That's the whole thing. That, I think that that's where, you know, intellect, not intellect, I'm not smart, but, you know, that's where people, it's it's very I've been thinking about this since I was seven years old, Thomas, since I was seven years old. The first time I started thinking about like the universe and how infinite the universe is. And that's what really started to awaken me to the fact that like, do I listen to this book of stories? Or do I look at the universe that's so infinitely huge? I mean, I've spoken to people. And I'm going off track here. And hopefully you can ring me right back, Thomas. But I've spoken to people who feel, who think that just our solar system is the entire universe. 
they don't realize that there's multiple solar systems in multiple galaxies, billions and billions of solar systems and galaxies as the universe. They think that our solar system is it, the sun and the other planets. I've spoken to people like that. And they and, and I tell and I tell them, I'm like, you know that there's uh more solar systems, right? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what? Like, where do you even begin with that person, right? Let so, me so my so my question of death is is look, it it's very feasibly possible that when God struck them down. He was putting them out of their misery and bringing them up to heaven. It's also perfectly feasible that he was striking them down and they were going to hell. Now, is hell I, down? I is Candace uh, had a, a great idea to do an entire podcast on that topic. But you, yeah. you brought up something else cool, the universe. So I want to ask you this. I want to ask you a couple of questions about the universe. Do you believe that at a, at a point in time, the universe began to exist. Uh, that, that, okay. Yes. Okay. So, yes. So. Uh, I, I don't I, know. Well, no. My answer is I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. They well, say the Big, Bang, the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Like it started from nothing and it went to something. Now, I want to I show you something that I drew. But keep going with your point. Because I know you have more to say. But I drew, I drew something, and I, I knew we were going to be having this conversation. So I, here we go. I drew this, and I'm not an artist, but it's basically this is what I, this is how I see the universe. And now this is not, this is not good. Th these are, all right. So you're saying so at the top there's a point, which is zero. And at the bottom, there's a point, which is zero. And then it's rotating around the spine. See the spine? Yeah. Right? The spine is the spine going from zero to the top. And then, and then life, here's what, here's what life does. Life goes from the bottom to the top and from the top to the bottom. So it's just a rotating cycle of life. And that's why life, I believe, is in, infinite, infinite oh. life, because it, it goes from those moments of Big Bang to infinite universe life to nothing, so then, to something, to nothing, to something, to nothing. So then but why is it, it undescribable no, no, to know that like God is infinite? You say that's the God. That's infinite. God. I say God is God. Infinite. Well, here's what I believe, and here's <sighs> we are God, and God is us. One is everything, and everything is one, and that's why this makes sense to me. We are everything, and everything is one. Even the negative stuff, which is includes Jesus and bringing us along, and forgiving us and this and that because even look, all right so i drew also a middle right i also drew a middle you see yeah so I see that. yeah so so you know based on hell these are the bad people 
right? And then some people are just a little bit bad and some people are like a lot bad. And then the worst, the worst, the worst down here. And then they get shot up, up the spine. And then they, it, you know, and then they fall down to, to good. And then they get to live this life like that. So, so me, basically what I'm saying is those are just spirits. I have a question for you on so the souls, energy. I have I have a question for you on the good and bad. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Do you know who Michael Phelps is? Because you said these guys at the bottom are the worst, the worst, and these guys here are a little bad. But you know who Michael, Michael Phelps is? Yes. That's a swimmer. He's not That's a bad a guy. No, no. Listen, Olympic gold medal swimmer. Okay. Now, imagine if I just if uh, me I ate so many potato chips and got real fat and. I just, you know, sat around, did nothing, all right? So we're both in the state of California, me and Michael Phelps. And somebody says, listen, this place is about, is about to get blasted with a nuke right now in the next two minutes. And whoever swims to Hawaii, they'll be safe. Who's going to be safe, me or Michael Phelps? I'm gonna bet on Michael Phelps. You know why? Neither no, he's been eating the potato chips. Oh. No, me, right. Now here's why. Because nobody swims to Hawaii in two minutes, no matter how healthy or fit they are. So even though I was worse than him, we Who both said that to who said that to both of you by by the way? Was it no, God? He did. He just is giving a story. I'm giving you a scenario. Okay, so, oh. so it's like like this. Even though Michael Phelps was so much better than me, and I was the worst of the worst of the worst, neither mm -hmm. of us can save ourselves. We're incapable. The only way is if a helicopter comes down, gets us out of there, and saves us from that. So none of us can merit our own salvation. Only God could do that. We've all sinned. But Jesus, being truly God, truly man, lived the perfect sinless life that we couldn't live. But he died on the cross to pay for our sins. And he rose from the dead, defeating death. So, and he, he is now ascended to the right hand of the Father. When we're in him, we have, he has paid our fine and did for us what we can't do for ourselves. We need to repent of our sin and entrust our lives to him. He saves us. Yeah. Now, the, no, the, I understand. Now, so so we the, the thing about the universe remind me to get back to because I have something very interesting to, to ask you. Actually, I'll start with that. So do you believe the scientific impossibility that nothing, meaning like no, not a thing at all, created everything? No, uh, I don't look here's what I don't look. This is a really deep conversation. This like you had to have physics and all kinds of different training. This is literally opinion. So when I say my opinion, I have no idea. Absolutely zero idea. I have no clue. And I would not push my beliefs when I have zero clue about something to other people because I have no proof. I have no and I and, and I think that that's where a lot of people get rubbed kind of the wrong way. Like, what proof do you Christians have that it is what it is 
you know, you know, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like if I said, if I really believed there was a pink elephant living on Mars, right? And I, and I started spreading that around, right? And I had no proof. Then it's kind of the same thing as spreading religion a little bit, right? Well, this is why I'm asking you these questions. You don't have any proof. Well, here, Josh, why are you looking at me like that? I Candace guess, is I man. Guess. I'm making everybody mad tonight. No, I'm not. I'm not mad. That's why I'm purposely talking with my eyebrows higher. I was a little but, offended by that. I'm just gonna say you're offended by that. I was offended by that. Really? Yeah, because you equated my faith to a pink elephant on Mars. Right. Well, I can actually, Josh. I can. I, I can. Did, give but me, you're not spreading wait. your faith, or, I could give or you, you some, or you're not. I, let me give you a couple of points. Okay. So here, here is some interesting facts. This conversation jars everybody's like minds so much because it's their belief. And I am sorry. I did not mean to offend you oh, with you that comment. Oh, you don't have to apologize to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going not, to apologize to you because... I'm not going to hold an offense. No, I understand that. But I, I do not... Like, the same as you at the very beginning of the podcast when I offended you, I did, that was, I did not mean to offend you. I hope you know that. And obviously I hope you know that I didn't mean to offend you. Two totally different things. I was making a joke with him thinking he was gonna laugh, but he totally didn't. And I was just saying something uh, in reference to, you know, the fact that religion is solely based on faith so if I had faith that there was a pink elephant on Mars. Spirituality is based on faith, yeah. too. Yes. So that, that's why the whole thing was like religion versus spirituality. Absolutely. They're both based on faith. Absolutely. They're both based Absolutely. on things that you can't But I don't, I don't understand why. And I guess this is more to me because I've offended both of you guys. Now it's your turn to offend me and your turn Sorry, to offend Thomas. me. Uh I, I don't understand why it is such an offensive conversation to have, you know, like, I don't understand why there's so many, like, if you're really trying to get your point of view across, I don't understand why the other side can't make a mistake by, you know, using a, 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 a metaphor that is, you know, slightly offensive or doing a joke that's slightly offensive. I don't understand why the rigidness is it because it's it's about to happen here quick the rapture well, and all that well here let, let me explain something to you contrary to popular belief faith is not blind the word that's used in the bible for faith means confidence in so it's i can't just say i have faith in this pen that it's gonna give me a real cool handlebar mustache up oh, there it is that's that it's not like that but faith means confidence in. Now I'm offended. You didn't laugh at my pink elephant on well, Mars. Wait, wait. wait. So that's the so, same thing. Josh reverberating back to me in the opposite. Listen, you don't see it, Thomas. Open-mindedness is this. This is what open-mindedness is: to follow the facts wherever they lead, regardless of your what you previously thought or what you would like to believe. But so, there are no facts in religion. You, no, I'm going to give you a couple of facts here, and you can do your own research. These are I'm going to give you some solid facts here, okay? One, Jesus Christ lived and died on the cross. 
there is also extra biblical accounts of this. You should look into uh, Senator Tacitus of Rome and also Flavius Josephus. The, these two people, they were both non-believers, okay? They, and they did not write in the Bible. They wrote the history. They, uh, Flavius Josephus wrote about the Jewish-Roman War and Senator Tacitus, I don't remember exactly like what his writings were, but they both accounted Tacitus is T-A-C-I-T-U-S. They both wrote about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and they wrote accounts of his life. So there's a fact that you could know historically, a man named Jesus Christ, well, Jesus, he is the Christ, uh, he lived and was crucified on the cross. That factually happened. So that's one fact you can know. Two, the religious leaders of the time, the Pharisees, they said that Jesus' disciples came and stole the body. That's what they said. So despite all of that, what can you know as a fact from that statement? What can you know for an absolute fact? That Jesus died on the cross. Well, you and that, and that, no. and that maybe he got his body stolen. You know. Well, no. What 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 the Don't. second thing? What the second thing means is there was no body in the tomb, nor was there a right. Body, nor was there a body found that they could say, "Look, there's the body." Okay. So now we have two facts: Jesus lived and died on the cross. The tomb was empty. You can know that for sure. Okay. And then three. Yeah, but the fact could be. Go ahead. Three. Wait, there's a third. Three. These same disciples who were said to have stolen the body, they were eyewitnesses. They lived, they walked with Jesus. Okay. And they put all their faith in him. When he died, their lives were crushed temporarily. They were like, everything we believed in. Now he dies. I thought he was supposed to save us. Now he's dead. This it's over. They they were so depressed. If they knew that one of them took the body, would they be willing to be? And now every disciple except for one were all martyred, killed for their faith. And what that one that wasn't that didn't directly get martyred, he was imprisoned alone on a solitary island. Did they get did they get crucified the same as uh, Jesus? Peter got crucified no. upside down. Peter did. Paul got his head chopped off. Uh, John was boiled in oil, but he didn't die. Uh, there there were so many horrific things. Now, if if you knew somebody took the body, and now because of that, there probably is no such thing as any of this salvation that was supposed to be. So why would people risk their life over it? Like. I'm telling you for myself, and you think about this for yourself. If I, if if I knew that, okay, me and my cousin Anthony, we were believing that this happened, but now the guy died and somebody took the body. I'm never gonna speak about that. I'm not risking my life and missing out on my family and 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 knowing that if there is a God, what now when I die, I don't know what's going to happen to me. And if there's not, when I die, I don't exist anymore. So I'm not wasting a single moment of my life 
to, to say anything that's going to cause somebody to kill me. Yet, all these people who knew that the tomb was empty, and if it was true that one of them stole the body, yet they're being killed for it and refusing to back down from their faith. And I'm not talking about people who were taught a faith. Like, like if somebody said, this is what you must do, and they were just taught it but never saw it. These people walked with this Jesus, who is the God-man, and they witnessed all of this, and they also saw him risen from the dead. 500 people at one time saw him risen from the dead. So there are three, three facts you can know for sure. Jesus Christ lived and died on the cross. The tomb was empty. And people saw him and were willing to Sorry, die so for it. Talk into it because the audio is not. As eyewitnesses. So those three things are true. Therefore, it is the least due diligence you have to owe to yourself to check into the accounts, to check into what this Jesus said. Because if he did rise from the dead, which I believe the proof says he did, then we had better really take seriously the things that he said. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And look, you've obviously, you're, there's no way that I'm going to convince you in any other way. And the only way that's going to happen is you convince me in your way. That, that could happen. That could happen more likely than me not convincing you in your way. I understand that. I understand that. And it's not that I'm not convinced. I'm definitely convinced. Are you frozen or what? What's happening? No, there? no, I'm just listening. Are you just listening? Okay. Yeah, I'm, it's not that I'm not convinced. It's not that I don't believe in the Bible. It's not that I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I'm trying to gain a perspective. But he doesn't have to convince you. That's not his job. Right. His right. job is to share his faith and allow you to find your connection and your truth and sure. that's that individual journey that every single spirit soul has to take sorry, sorry he's sorry. pushing me towards the microphone so, no because he, uh because uh, sorry because we're sharing the microphone like remember i told you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah sorry about that just True, because is of that our correct thomas because you can give him all the facts and all the data and everything that he needs but that's the responsibility truly is on the individual to either accept and believe, come to Christ, repent, move forward with their life. And even when you repent and move forward with your life, doesn't mean that you don't fall off the wagon. So you just have to continue to find the truth for yourself. Yeah. Yes? And well, I'm not denying any of that at all. Like, I'm not. But I'm just trying to delve deeper into the thought process. of I'm trying to have, like, a deeper level conversation about all of this. I understand. You know, you could tell me all the stories, this and that. Like, I think that we need to, like, eat each of us, if, if all of us, if you're okay with it, take a step backwards and kind of understand other other points of views here i'll give you one and this one goes to the universe i think you're gonna like this one thomas this is a really i think a really interesting uh parallel between the uh scientific the universe religion 
and uh, spirituality, okay? Have you heard of the, uh, the theory of the two Earths? The two Earths? Like the uh, two... Is that, that's yeah. that one planet that comes past? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Nibiru. <laughs> I know you're talking about what the Anunnaki come, like Wait, the creators of... Scientific, universe, religion, and what? And the uh, spiritual. Okay. Um, so, so there's a theory out there and it's a, it's not a, it's, it's, it's actually, it brings all of those four things that I listed together into one religion included, you know, um, it's that here's, what's going to happen. We are, uh, do you believe in vibrations, uh, that we live in a certain vibration and that's what keeps us in this reality? I used to believe that. I okay. Used to believe so, uh, all right. All right. So open your mind up to, so here's the theory. The theory is that we're living in this vibration. I think it's got a number. It's like 400 and something, something. And then the next level up from that is like 500 and something, something. I forget exactly what the number is, but there's actual data, actual numbers of frequency waves, which uh, determine... So let's just say you're in the four frequency, whatever that is. You can only see these things. But let's just say your frequency level rises to this thing. Now, all of a sudden, not only can you see the things you saw before, but now you can see other things, right? And then there's frequencies above that. Apparently, there's like 12 frequencies, and we're in level four. Anyway, so apparently the universe is watching us right now like the other entities other beings other because we are one of the first planets to go through this frequency change as a planet which means that what's going to happen i don't know when uh soonish is what they're saying uh that could be a hundred years that could be a thousand years you know the 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 planet's 4.5 million years old what it talks about god's timing it's like a blink of an eye yeah so so here's the thing so what's supposed to happen is uh is uh the earth is supposed to the frequency level is supposed to split into two earths and one earth is uh all of uh whoever has been able to turn their mind to that frequency which I believe is good people. And then the other earth is the ones that weren't able to turn their mind into that new frequency, which is, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't want to name it good people, bad people, but basically the people, on, pe basically it turns into, it's like a, like, okay, so the earth is like this and then it turns into this and these people get left behind and these people go forward. And I believe in your scripture, they call that the rapture. Interesting. And that's a scientific theory that bridges the gap between the religious book and science. Isn't that awesome? I have to go get another drink while you think about that. And talk to Candace for a minute.
Um, this is not. I'm not. You're, I'm not you're 17 not. anymore. I'm not 17 anymore. It's tight corners here. <laughs> it's a little hard to hear you. Okay, sorry. I'm not really good at putting. You know, all this. Oh, right it's because the phone. Where the phone is like. This wherever, phone. Yeah, that's where I'm able to hear you from. Oh, here. Yeah. Closer there. It's a little better. Okay. So, what do you think? Uh, well, you know. He I, thinks I'm crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I just think he has definitely different perspectives, and I'm not close to different perspectives. Um, I know my foundation. I know my belief. I know what's always been there. But at it's the same so time, I mean, the you. Lord tells us, I don't know how to get better. No, I, I think I have to. I don't know why. Could you hear her before? I hear you. Could you hear like, me before? So much better. Me? Could you hear or her him? before, though? Yeah. He's got his headphones on. That's probably where, why. Where did that phone go that was near you? It's still there. It's, uh, I don't phone? know. You shouldn't be able to hear me from my headphones. I'm going to try to see. I'm, I'm coming moving. right back. I just had to pee real quick. I just had to pee. Josh will be right back. I just had to pee. When I get back, we'll be all right. I think there must be a microphone attached to Josh. Because I Josh, hear Josh, you got a microphone clearly. in your pocket? What the hell? That's crazy. No, Sorry, I don't. I only me. have my headphones. It so Maybe my headphones is what's fucking it up. I don't I know. Think, Josh, the whole thing is talking through your headphones, I think. I think so. I think so. There, now I hear you. Well, because well, I turned my, turn turn my phone on. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my God. See? No, so it's not through my headphones. I was like, how can that be going through my headphones? These are just headphones. They're not microphones. So interestingly so enough, enough, recently, recently one of um, a woman that, that is in my... And has, and has been, been a woman, a woman of, faith of faith and in my, in, my, in, in a prayer circle. circle. She, she called me just out of the blue and described like, like a scripture for me. Because I've, I've, I've been getting a lot of like numerical kind of, kind of inputs, inputs for the for past, past two years. years. And, and a lot of a lot times, of times I'll try to find a scripture that relates to that. To that. And, and, and so it was, it was, I can't remember, I did look it up. But it was like a... 3333 so, so I may not I may know not about know the two or the, the 12, 12 frequencies or this or that, but I don't think any Christian, Christian could tell you, could tell you like exactly like how the rapture is going to happen. happen. You know, you, know, so you just, so you have, just to have to allow, allow those, things those things to unfold. The echo is back also. Oh, you know why? Because Josh is back. No, turn your thing off. I'm turning it off. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. That's better. Can you hear me, Tom? Yes. What She's about back with the master microphone? I need to get behind you. Okay, I can't. Or you can or get or switch over. Go there. No. Oh, no. That'll be easier. Okay. I don't have to get behind you. Well, I have to 
to go behind you because I have to take a You have to take a pee right now? Yeah. Oh. Don't say that out loud. I'm a girl. Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Girls don't talk about any of that stuff. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. So does that make any sense to you? Like, I heard that theory, and I've heard the theory of vibrations and interdimensional beings. Are you familiar with any of that? Uh, yeah, the, the Bible talks about some uh, otherworldly beings, too, but they are, uh, yeah. Bad? Yeah, they're, well, they're, the they're demons, about, the demons, a, a, right. A but those, are the, those are those are trapped here on Earth. You understand that they cannot catapult into the next celestial things. They're trapped here on Earth, like they made their choice. They're like the fallen uh, angels. They're trapped on Earth, and and once that split happens, that's it. They're gone. You know, like, uh, sayonara, you know what I mean? Unless they make their dues or whatnot. I don't, I don't, well, I let think that's how it's going to work. But I would never push that on anybody. The, let me ask you this about that uh, theory. All right, so let's say you have a real low kind of person who they're a drug dealer, they're uh, an abuser of women and children and they, they're just so low. How would it be possible for someone like you to see that person if they would be vibrating on such a frequency so far below you that you wouldn't see? Well, them? I think that. The, well, here's the thing. Oh, uh, here's what I feel like happens. You ready? Whenever, whenever you sorry, whenever you uh, do something bad your frequency level automatically goes down. Like the universe knows like bad energy down, you know? Uh, so whenever you do something good, the universe already automatically gives you the energy up. So frequency up, so frequency down, energy up. I remember having a mushroom trip one time in college. And uh, I don't know if you know this about us, but we come from fungi. Like, the first organism that lived on this earth was a fungus. And we come from that organism. We are, we are that. And I don't know if you know this either, but mushrooms can communicate from one side of the planet to the other. This scientific fact can communicate from one side of the planet to the other side of the planet with other fungi. Not just to have fun, but to communicate. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. I know. I got to. I, I beat you to it. But how amazing is that? Like, I was watching an episode of Joe Rogan, and he had the, there's a guy that's super scientist. He's a scientist, but he deals with psychedelics. He's a psychedelic scientist. Apparently, there are those out there. And um, psychedelics bridge your mind in between, uh, they bridge your mind so that you can fully understand the entire universe. We don't just live in, do you know what a terrasac is? Terrasacs? Do you know what the flower of life is? Have you ever heard of the flower of life? No. 
So the flower of life is basically like uh, it's a, just a geometric pattern. Uh, do you want uh, Google Google it? It's a geometric pattern that basically like explains creation. It explains creation in a scientific way. And I don't think a lot of religious people, because you guys are just faith-based, so you're not looking for any scientific proof, right? And I was faith-based at the very beginning until that day when I was at the uh, movie theater and the complete movie theater went blank and I was only seven years old. And I thought, wow, like, is this what happens when you die? Is it just black? Like, I thought this. When I was seven years old, I remember this vividly. Is the only reason I'm having this conversation with you guys in this particular fashion. And then I started to think, well, how big is the universe? Or does life go on? How do we, does it go on forever? Does, do we actually die? Those questions started to happen for me at a very young age. And I grew up Catholic. So, of course, you know, in the Catholic religion, like, they, they are not the greatest, uh, you know, beacons of light, if might, might you say. You know what I mean? Like, they, uh, they've committed their sin or two here and there. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not saying that Christians haven't. You know, I'm sure that they have. They I have. know that they have. They have. You know, everybody commits sin. And I know you were saying that before, Thomas, also. But it's also, you know, whether you're able to... Do you have to go to a place to ask for forgiveness or can you just forgive yourself and act a better way? And is that good enough to put you on the path for being in the good world that's separating from the bad world that you're just going to get stuck on? Let me, let me ask you this question. And I want to touch back on the universe thing. Uh, how many times just imagine me after having worked with you at the gym and did all these good things with children. How many times do I have to kill somebody to become a murderer? How many times? Uh, one time. Right. Then does all that good that I did matter or am I now a murderer? Well, uh, based on Christianity, you're allowed to have all the good things that you did before commit a murder, then atone for your sin of the murder and be back on the right track again. Well, so based well, on Christianity, you could do them both. No, nope. That's absolutely incorrect. This, this, is, is, this, is, a mis, this is a misnomer. And it's also a misnomer to say that Christians don't believe in science. Like I told you before, faith is not blind. It's the more that science discovers, the more that that proves the existence of God. And I'll, I'll share I that. I so, agree with that. So uh, here, here's the thing. So I am drinking that Kool-Aid. Huh? I'm going to drink that Kool-Aid. <laughs> so, so. That's what Chris used to say all the time. I thought, he, I thought, he, I, I thought maybe he said that to me. <laughs> it was hard to hear you. He's trying to share the microphone with me. Well, because, because I just want you to sound as good as me. <laughs> so, so the thing with the murderer, a person does the murder, right? 
And now they are, that's it. You're, you're a murderer. It doesn't matter what I do. I could be in court and say to the judge, judge, I'm only going to do good things from now on. I'm really sorry. I'll never do it again. If he's a good judge, he's going to say, you just ruined someone's life. Of course you should be sorry. Of course you should never do it again. But the law has to be satisfied. Okay. So now I'm a murderer. The only judge can legally, somebody else has to take my place. Right now, let's take it something a little less than murder, just so your our minds could wrap around it. Let's say I have this ridiculous fine that I can't pay. Speeding tickets, parking tickets, uh, traffic violations, moving, reckless endangerment, drunk driving, all these things, and I don't have money to pay for it. The judge can't just say, oh, well, whatever, because then he's not upholding justice. But someone can say, I will take that fine onto myself. Now the judge can legally let me go. But what Christ did for us is even better because he doesn't just forgive us and then let us go to go do the same garbage things that we did to, to earn our death sentence. Uh, he, yeah, pay. he gives us the Holy Spirit to change us daily from glory to glory, victory to victory. So that's why it's written... Straight is the gate and narrow is the path that leads to life, but few ever find it. If you did really enter through Christ and, and you repented of your sin and he, you have entrusted your life to him, he's forgiven you, you won't look like the rest of the world. You won't walk on the broad path that leads to destruction. Your walk and your life will show it. So it's not just like, Hey, I killed someone yesterday, but it's all right. I'm forgiven. And then I'm, I'm back to doing whatever. No, if you're really in Christ, you will hate sin in your own life. You'll still well, sin. That's what, but no, no, no. That's, that's the, the thing, thing that I was saying. Like if you, if you were a thief and then, uh, uh, or let's just keep with the murder, uh, you know, concept. If you were a good person all your life and then you committed a murder and then you repented for your murder, it's not like you can go out there and commit more murders. You you basically like that sin is like off the table. Like you better not do that sin again or else like it's over over. You know what I mean? Like you well, can't you know what I'm saying? It's Christ has forgiven you and like I was telling you the other day, if if you have a son, your son didn't have to do something to become your son. He, he didn't, he, he was born of you. He didn't do something to earn that. But now because he's your son, he wants to, he wants to live for, 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 to show you gratitude. He wants to do good by you. He wants you to be proud of him. He wants to do things that will make you happy, not to earn his position with you but because of his position with you, which depended on you, not him. So when we repent of our sins and entrust our life to Christ, because he lived perfect, he did not sin, but we did. He died to pay for our sins and rose from the dead. When we repent and entrust our lives to him, we have the position of forgiven perfection because of him. And not only that, but he gives you his spirit in you. And you have the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit teaches you and you will want to do what's pleasing to him. Not because, oh, man, I got to keep up. I got to earn my place with him. 
but because of your place with him. You want to. You, your you desire want is there. Anything to add there, Candace? No, you just desire to be a better person. You desire not to go back and do the things that you did prior to your salvation. I think that's what I was exactly what I was saying. That uh, you know, if you become a murderer and then you repent for the murder and you feel so sad, you're never gonna murder again because you just feel so bad about that. Like you want to be a good person. Maybe the murder was a mistake. Maybe the murder would just came out of, you know, anger. Maybe maybe you got possessed for a little while. I don't know. Whatever the reason was, I'm just saying you don't get to go back to be a murderer again. Like, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like I would trick the system is what I'm saying. I think that's what, I think that's where you guys are kind of thinking where I'm kind of going. Like, like, hey, I'll just trick the system. I've been good. I'll murder here. I'll repent. Yeah, I get to murder right. again. I did, I did think you were saying. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the opposite of that. The opposite of that is basically saying you don't get to murder again after after that one if I forgive you for the murder. You know what I mean? Like, and God's going to know that. God's going to know that anyway. Whether or not you're true in yourself that you're going to continue to be good and you're not going to murder anymore. Does that make sense? You know, here's the interesting thing, because Jesus, he he expanded, he, he uh, expanded our understanding of the law. All right. He said, you've heard it said you shall not murder. But I say to you, if you're even angry with your brother without cause, you're you're in danger of hell. You've heard it said you're not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you even look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And this I mean, how difficult is that for human beings, though? I mean, come on. I mean, that's a difficult task. Yes, this is the point that I'm making. And we were talking about this last time. The heart of the matter is it's a matter of the heart. Before you murder someone, you hate that person. That's why God sees hatred as murder. Uh, Before you commit adultery... Or before you you sleep with someone outside of marriage, you had that lust in your heart. So God sees the inner life of a person, not the outer life. And we are all wretched, guilty sinners because of yep. the disease we're born with. It's like if, if there's a genetic disease that came to be at a certain point in time, each progressing generation is going to have it because it's genetic. So that's the nature of sin. So we all have a flesh and a sin nature. We can't be good. We try, but we don't even know what good is. That's why God had mercy on us because he didn't want us to get what we deserve. The only one who did not commit those sins inside themselves is Jesus. And that's why he's the only one who could pay your fine. And that's what he wants to do. He didn't cling to his own. He didn't cling to his own glory and say, what's best for me? He said, I love Josh. I don't want him to get what he deserves. I love Thomas. I love Candace. I don't want them to get what they deserve. So I am going to come and live a human life, but perfectly. And yet I will All die right. suffering the wrath that was for them. So that when they repent and entrust themselves to me, they will be forgiven. Just like if you had to jump out of a plane if you just go on your own and say, hey, I'm going to pay my own fine. You're like a person jumping out of a plane saying, 
I'm getting myself out of this. I'm going to flap my arms or maybe I can put my shirt up and uh, catch the wind. You know, <laughs> it's not going to work. You can't. It's humanly impossible. But if you put a parachute on, the parachute gives you the grace to gracefully float down and not die in the face of the law of gravity. You know, God is a consuming fire. So if we brittle leaves, if we even come close to him, we burn up. That's why he said a lot of times, you can't see me or you're, you'll die. Uh, well, but I, I, go if, ahead. We have, if we have, let's say now that leaf is coated in fire resistant metal and, and melt resistant everything. And now the leaf can come into the presence of the fire without being burned. So we cannot come into the presence of the father, except if we are covered with the clothing of the son, God, the son. Now we can be in God's why presence. You look, why are you doing that? What am I doing? What I'm, I'm, You're nodding. I'm nodding. It's almost like we're at church, man. You'd be a phenomenal preacher. I'm not going to lie. Like no, you'd be, I, she's over here nodding. Like, I feel like I'm at church right now. Listening to my preacher preach brother preach. Does, does it make sense? Everything? It does. It, it does. Keep, keep, keep going with the, Finish your thought, and then I have thoughts myself. Now, a lot of people say Christians are so judgmental. And yes, there are sometimes Some are. When, Some when, are. when there are people who, who, I mean, I've learned so much. When I first came to Christ, I was like a bull in a china shop. Like, I felt like I had to do battle with people. You know what I You mean? were like a my gym teacher with a bunch of children around you. <laughs> There you go. But uh, <laughs> the Lord taught me as, as we've gone. And, and it's about to be four years that, that I'm walking with the Lord, or rather that he's carrying me. So I've learned a lot. And one of the things that, that you have to consider is this. Okay. How judgmental is a person that sees someone that they love about to jump out of a plane with no parachute, and that person says to him, dude, Please don't do that. Put the parachute on. I don't see that as judgmental. I see that as an, uh, uh, one of the very high expressions of love. Uh, a lot of people, they don't really love people. They, they rather love what that person thinks about them. So they're afraid to say to people anything that will offend them because they rather love the relationship that they have with that person. But someone who truly loves somebody is going to tell them at least what they truly believe is true because they love that person and they love that person more than they care about what that person thinks of them and how that might affect their relationship with that person. Just like if you, you made a business called Sprite Gym and it was where people came to the gym to drink these homemade Sprites, but you were mixing things in it that were poison, but you didn't know it because it takes 10 years to kill the person. If I didn't want, if I was too afraid to offend you and get kicked out and, and lose my relationship with you, I would say, oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I better not say anything. But if I really love you, if I really care about you, I have to tell you. It's my duty to you to tell you. And that's what, what it is when we're sharing the gospel. It's, it's an urgency because... But, 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 it's kind of, but it's kind of an oxymoron there because if you said... <laughs> If, if uh, you really went with that theory, 
then if you tell me that you're saving me because you're telling me that you're poisoning the Sprite, but others are taking the Sprite poison, isn't it kind of an oxymoron there? Like I was just giving you, no, I'm giving you an example. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, look, I'm, I'm, you get to call a spade a spade, you know what I'm saying? No, listen, <laughs> if you're fine, how about you're making it for yourself and it's going to kill you in time? Oh, God. Well, then I would have to tell everybody. I'm not just going to tell my favorite friends, hey, don't drink that Sprite, favorite friends. You know, like, no, I'm going to tell no, everybody, I, I, don't I, drink the Sprite. I'm so sorry, everybody. So no, sorry wait, I poisoned wait. the Sprite for some of you, but I didn't poison the Sprite for only a couple of you, and I only told the couple of you, don't drink the Sprite. I, I think that there's a disconnect in the communication. What I'm saying is, uh, if, I no. know, if I know that you're in danger, but you don't believe me, if I know that it, uh, there's a new study showing that if you mix Red Bull and vodka, you're, you're going to die in 10 years for sure. Okay. I don't uh, look how many more of these metaphors we're going to have to go through before, you know, it hits home. Like you have got to know that I know that you have an IQ level that is beyond normal. Like you are super smart. Same as Candace, you know, like super smart. I'm not very smart. Oh I got one for you. This one's going to make so much sense. Okay. <laughs> Josh, let's say you've been experiencing some, some abdominal pain. And every day you thought it was just normal. You just had to take it. Like dump. right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, okay. so let's say uh, it's time for, for your yeah, annual, yeah. No, it's, it's time for your annual uh, physical. So you go to the doctor. Let's say I'm the doctor. Okay. You come in and I do all your tests, and I find that you have 10 very serious malignant, mal malignant tumors. And I'm saying to myself, oh, man, this is going to ruin Josh's day if I tell him this. I'm just not going to tell him, and he'll just die. It'll be okay. I don't want to offend him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It won't be okay. I'll be dead, Thomas. Right. Thomas, so, so, I'll be dead. Exactly. Which is so not this a bad thing, you know. <laughs> oh, God, because it's just blank. <laughs> because I could, because it could be way better. If I so, died, it could be way better. Sorry, I had to take advantage of that. <laughs> so the, the point is, it, now I know you're going to be sad. I'm not going to be able to laugh with you for a couple of months. And you're not going to like this news if I Thomas, tell you. I'm dead, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to be wait. able to laugh with you ever. Hold on. See, so if I didn't want to offend you and I was more worried about what you thought and more worried about my relationship with you, and it, would be, it would be criminally negligent. And that's what... I understand exactly what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So it's my duty to tell you, Josh, I found these tumors. Here's the treatment available. Please take the yeah. treatment. You know what I'm saying? Just say the, just say the truth. Like the truth right. sets you free. It, it, exactly. It, that's in the it, Bible, actually. It, what? That's, that's the in the Bible. That, that's the truth Jesus sets you that. free is in the Bible? Jesus the Bible says the truth sets you free? Yes. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe I have the Bible inside me. I don't even know it. This is that could be a possibility. That. Jesus said it. He Look. said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And remember this, whom the Son yes. sets free... Is free indeed. Free indeed. Well, here's the, well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one small, and this is a very recent uh, uh, account. 
I will give you one small, uh, and it, it that is why exactly that is exact, because uh, I suffered also from a relationship where I got into uh, with my daughter, by the way, uh, where we started as a lie. The whole relationship started as a lie. And uh, so basically what it becomes over years, it becomes an entangled web and you're just an entangled web. And the more you entangle it, the longer it would take you to untangle it. Like the more you untangle it, the longer it would take. So let's just say you're entangled for like 15 years, 30 years to get untangled. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 45 years worth of your life sacrificed because of lies. So it's just an intent. So uh, just recently, uh, Candace invited me up. Uh, uh, Candace invited me upstairs. She was like, hey, you want to have a drink? And Candace is with a very good man uh, who would be jealous if I was having a drink with her, you know, like, and uh, and she goes, ah, but shh, shh. And I said, well, why? You know, like, why, why? And she's like, well, because he would be angry, you know, and he wouldn't like that. And I was like, well, then maybe I shouldn't go upstairs, you know? And then I was like, well, you know, and, and what I was basically trying to say to Candace is like, just tell him that I'm coming upstairs and then just say the truth. And then what whatever he says is going to de decide exactly your decision. If he says, no, I'm not comfortable with that, then you say no. But if he says, oh, OK, cool. Thank you for letting me know. Then we go have the drink upstairs. Then it's no problems. You know what I mean? Like it's like every everything, every truth has been said out there. And that that's very important because li little white lies turn into pink elephants on Mars. Which is why, which is <laughs> why. I just brought it all the way back to pink elephants on Mars. And now is, I'm so happy. Which is why I announce yeah coming down and here she did and she did she decided yeah and not it's not and it's, it's, it wasn't fake and now you're not and now you're not like nervous about yeah. maybe he's calling or right. like or anything like that and, and there's nothing to hide there's nothing to hide yeah. this is all being recorded yeah it's kind of you know you know i wish you i wish we had figured out the audio so you were sitting on that <laughs> But you know, aside from that, why are you sitting next to him? That could be yeah, the only I question. Right I gotta him. sit right next to him. Can't have my own space over there because <laughs> my little microphone doesn't work. Well, it echoes. It's an echo. <laughs> no, actually, yours chamber. did. Mine yeah, did. I, all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. this is interesting, guys. This is interesting. I don't think like everything's gonna be solved in one night. Uh, nothing's going to be solved in any night. That's the whole thing about it. Yeah. And that's why, that's why Thomas, I, I like that. I like that we have the conversation, but we need, we need to both. I feel like we need to both come away with something from that, not trying to just necessarily give it. Each of us try to come away with so that we can like, uh, so we can feed our souls and reflect, grow. Reflect. Yeah, on. like so, become. Just so you know, uh -oh. this might come a ways. Uh oh. Here. So this was Josh. This was his words. 
kind of ironic that it was in this order, right? When he was like, there's scientific, the universe, religion, and then spiritual. So I didn't put the numbers beside it at first, but if you think about it, it's a progression, right? You start with the basis of science. Is it two, three, one, go? It's one, two, three, four. But I think we progress, we evolve, and we, it just, it's not about religion versus spiritual. It's all a blend. It's a part I, of our I evolution. I think it's all of it. Yeah. And I think that that's what we need to understand is that we're all one and one is all. And the only other, the only other uh, thing that I kind of wanted to touch on with you, which we spoke about before a little bit, was the fact that you thought that only Christianity was the way to heaven. And that's but, a big topic, ahead. which we should probably, unless Table. you two want to keep talking. No, no, I'm, I'm just going to make a, I'm just going to make a quick a big question. Topic. Well, well, that I could, I could actually answer that as a quick question. And okay. yeah, I'm going to answer it with a question. Uh, is truth relative? Or is truth absolute for everybody? What in the is fuck did relative? you just ask me? Is truth wow, that is scientific, bro. I don't think that. Or let's ask that to Neil truth? Tyson DeGrasse. You know who that guy is? Yeah. I need to hear him say it one more time. Yeah. Okay. Is truth relative? Or is, truth is, truth, relative? is truth relative or is truth absolute? Like absolute. absolute. Well, what would you say? I don't even know what that question means. Well, relative like, I'm not like, smart enough for that question. So he right, well, needs time to ponder. So do I. So it's true. Tr no, no, I want to. No, let, let's sit here through through okay. this and then you can go. It's okay. truth relative. If truth, what is that? What it means is this, Josh, if it's true for you that. There, that there is a pink elephant on Mars. No, but, no, truth is definitely absolute then. Yeah, all right, now I know. But you're asking right. me, like, do I bend the truth to my will or is truth the, what the truth is? All right, so let's go back to my drawing, right? Here we go. So truth is this spine. That's truth. Which is what was shown to you. Yeah, that's truth. But that wasn't that's shown absolute to me. truth. And then these variations that kind of go between up and down are absolute. No, relative, relative truth. Meaning like sometimes somebody could be like, hey, uh, hey, so, uh, hey, can you, uh, I'll be there in 15 minutes, right? But really, they're thirty minutes out. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not a it's not a bad lie. It's not going to send you to hell, but it's going to send you off the beaten path a little bit of the spine of the truth. Does that make sense? So that's what life is. So, uh, so then you can say something like, uh, "Hey, dinner will be ready in about uh, five minutes." You know, but really, it's like fifteen minutes. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and most of this is based on time, I guess, as far. But you could lie about other things. Think about other little lies like, hey, how, uh, how, 
this is the one that they always say, I caught a fish this big, but really it was this big. You know what I mean? Like how big of a lie is that? You know, an exaggeration. So it's, it's those things that I feel like that are in the spine is the most important part. I didn't even realize when I first drew this or when I first had this in my brain, it was like, it was like this. I'll show you. Oh yeah, I got it. It was like that. Oh no, that's a bad one. I, 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 I actually had that picture sent to somebody so that they could draw it for me so that I could show people and be like, Hey, th this, what I believe, like this, what life is all about. All of life is all about this. And, uh, they have, they, I don't know if they think I'm crazy or they, uh, I don't know if you guys think I'm crazy with showing you guys this. No. Um, I don't have, I'm not a good drawer. So this is the only one that I have, but this is the best rendition that I have anyways, because it shows, and it could even go even further, like way out here. It could even turn into an entire circle, you know, depending on the vibrations of what's happening and things like that. And I, and vibrations is one of the things we were talking about a lot today. Yeah. Guys, I cannot believe that I understand now that the rapture could be the splitting of two Earths and one being left behind in the universe and one catapulting to the I front. I have one question. Amazing. I have one question. I mean, amazing if you're on that train, Thomas. But I have Amazing one if you're on that train. It's a biblical question. Have you read the book of Revelation? I haven't read any books. I don't read books. It's kind of interesting, Thomas, that he hasn't. And he kind of had a little bit of that insight. I did find that very interesting. Wait, what I does that say? What are you talking about? Wait, I want to know what is in that book now. What did I say that I knew that I didn't even read? I you got to be careful because how many drops of poison does it take to make a glass of milk poison? Just one. So the devil will peddle 99 truths just to be able to give you one lie. No, but no, but no, Thomas, like I'm not, trust me. I know when the devil's around. I know when the devil's telling me stuff. Like I've seen the devil straight in his face. I swear to God, I have. I know what it's like, and I know what's good. So when you've seen the devil straight in his face, you know when you're not looking at the devil. Let me tell you that. Well, that's why you got to be careful, because the Bible says the devil disguises himself as an angel of light, and it's true. Mm -hmm. But so, so back to the, the relative truth. When you said that your biggest peeve, and I remember this from the last time, was that I'm telling you, and Christianity is telling you that this is the only way. Well, I want you to consider this. Yeah. What, what about, about Muhammad? What about Buddha? What about all these other holy people that uh, are regarded in the same, uh, uh, basically the same level as Jesus Christ? Now, maybe Jesus Christ is a little bit above, but what about all these other ones? Let Would me you guys tell you what you're talking. I have to pause. I have to okay. say goodnight she's, because she's work. You know, yep. I, yeah, soon yeah. I got to get going soon yeah. too, but I want to wrap up this thought, but thank you so much. It was nice meeting you.
It's nice to meet you. You got to sneeze. Oh no. <laughs> I'm stuck. Are you stuck? Oh, oh my God. All right, I'll be right back. I'm going to say bye to her. Okay. Taking my notes. Hey, sorry about that. What's up? So, with with truth, uh, as we were saying, if you actually look into the credibility of the Bible, you'll find that it has what those other holy books don't have, and that's fulfilled prophecy, things that were written hundreds of years before they happened. And but you didn't read? Did you read any of the other books, like uh, the? I'm you know, the book of Buddha, the anything from Muhammad or anything? Like, like I told, just across reference is what I'm asking. What what I like I've told you before, I spent many years lost in the new age studying Buddhism. Uh, I have not read the whole Quran, but I know Buddhism is new age. Huh? Yes, Buddhism well, is new age? New age takes a lot of Buddhist beliefs. Uh, and I have studied some, I have studied enough of the Quran to know that it does not meet those qualifications. What about Hindu? Uh, now, uh-oh, hold on. My phone just did a weird thing. You still there? Josh? I lost you. Lost you, brother. Okay, you back? I got you back. Okay, right. just Sorry. unmute Sorry yourself, that. though. I don't know what happened. I can't hear you. You got to uh -huh. unmute. Can you hear me? Can't hear you. Okay, there you go. 
my gym link norman is connecting to audio you got it You got it, can you hear me? I can't hear you. Okay, I see you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah I, got I got you now. now. All right. Can you hear me? Yep. All right, so I gotta wrap up because Carly's down here. Uh, but what I was gonna say about the being the only way and the truth, okay? If you were in a building that was burning on fire and every window is blocked, with flames and shattered glass and all of a sudden a fireman comes through the one window that is not engulfed in flames and says, come out, I'm here to save you. Would you be mad that that was the only way out or would you acknowledge, yeah, this is true. This is absolutely true. This is the only way out alive. So I'm gonna go. See, if you're trying to go into a house and Every window is all the way up on like the 15th floor, but there's only one door on the bottom in the front to go through. You can enter the house, but only by the door. So you can enter God's presence only by the way that he has made. And it's a rescue mission, which is a loving mission. It's like we talked about the kid who the dad told him, do not fish in the river. There are alligators in there, only fish off the water. But the child got bored and he fished in that where the alligators were. Alligator bumped him out of the boat. His father ran, got him out of there immediately, but lost his legs because of it. If that child were to say, well, I'm sure that, I mean, I'd like to go back in there. It was exhilarating. Then he hasn't seen what his father did for him. And his father willingly did it because he loves his son that much that he didn't value his own glory more than he did his child. And that's how much God loves do you. you. Do, do, right. right. Do, you do you think, think that, that maybe, maybe it, it would be more beneficial, beneficial for those who not only read, read the Bible, Bible but like... like uh, 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 Trying, trying to, to give, give like, like, I, know I know you're, you're trying, trying to, to give, give like, like, a, like an, an honest, honest account and try to tell a story that uh, is a metaphor, metaphor for how you're supposed, supposed to conduct yourself in life and morals and, 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 and goodness and love and positive spirituality. And I know, I know the, the message, message, you know, know like, like the message is be good, be one, be, be kind, like. Like, like that's, that's why, why that's why you, you pray, pray like this, this because, because look, look how, how look how that, that looks. looks that looks that like, like one you know what i mean like one like one love one heart like bob marley and that was a whole, a whole different, different religion. religion um do, do, do you think, think that, that it would behoove the christian community to stop speaking in so many metaphors because it's, it's kind of confusing, confusing to everybody, everybody else, else. And, and not confusing necessarily, but like, like I said, I said to earlier in the podcast, podcast it, it could, could be irresponsible, irresponsible 
to send, send out that, that message, message and then some crazy guy's guy like, yeah, let's cut this baby in half, see who the real mother is, you know? Like, you understand what I'm saying? But I don't, here's the here's the one thing, and I've spoken to a lot of Christians. Uh, only, only two, two that have really, really been, been my really good, good friends. friends. You're, You're one, one of them, them and another guy. Um, man, this, this guy was amazing. amazing. His name His was, was uh, Ben. ben. And uh, he, was he was super, super religious, religious, but he but had he been, been in the been army. army. Uh, uh, so when he came to work for me, he also worked for me at my gym. And his name, and super religious you know and this exactly, exactly the same, same as you like could not be convinced otherwise not that anybody's trying to convince you not to be christian i think the what i'm trying to convince you of is that maybe there's other avenues and there's not just this one avenue now maybe maybe you've been given the job of bringing everybody to your avenue but for, you know, you know, for you, for you to, tell to tell other people, people that may, that there are no, no other avenues, avenues, maybe it clogs up your avenues avenue so much that, you know, you know like, like, I don't know, I, I kind of see, see it like, like a highway, highway like, like uh, all the cars, cars are going, going into, into like, 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 like it's a big toll coming up, you're showing up to a big toll, and only one lane is open, and it's Christianity, and everybody's like, what the fuck, like, uh, Oh, oh man, man. we got to go, go through that. That, that lane won't they open up, up uh, the other lane. lane. You know, yeah, let's, let's open up. up uh, and, now and now I'm talking to metaphors, metaphors again. So maybe I'm, I'm you know, well, let, let me, I'm fucking up. Let me add uh, a few things to what we were talking about. And I'll try to make it so very clear. Um, The message is not be good and be one. That's not the message. And that's another main difference between Christianity and every other world religion. Every other world religion is do this, be good, ascend your vibration, and you will... Did you, did you say, say vibration? vibration? Yeah, that's, that's the New Age religion. I used to follow that, I'm telling you. So, so, it's all, so, are, so you are you following, following me with, with this, this whole, whole two-world two split, split and that's, and that's the, rapture? the rapture? I, I've heard a lot of different things about that, but we can have a podcast about that so we could talk about that. But don't be don't get too confused. Uh, the the thing with with all the other world religions, okay, they all tell you to do. They tell you what you must do. You must do this for God. You must do this and you must do that. Uh be one, be good, be this, be that, okay? True biblical Christianity, I'm not talking about misrepresentations of Christianity or different cults or things that claim to be Christianity. I'm talking about true biblical, like, read the word, and this is, they, they, these are the... the no, I, be, I, believe I believe you. you. I, believe I believe you. I believe in, wait, your, me, in your... You're not, me, you're, you're still... still I hope, I hope that you're, you're not, not trying, trying to convince, to convince me, me. But wait, let me whether tell you or not I believe, I believe in God. God. I, believe I believe in God. All right. So let me let me finish telling you what the difference in in because you were saying the other avenues, the difference between all those other world religions and Christianity is this: Christianity, the true biblical Christianity, is the only one that does not say do, but it says done. It's the only one that 
where we're not trying to reach out to God and earn our place with him, but where God reaches down to us and says, it is finished. It's done. I did it for you so that you could be with me because I love you. So that's that's the big difference. And again, with the but, Adam, I, I, but, I, I, but I, honestly, honestly, it sounds, it sounds to, me to me like, like the, the other, other religions, religions are, are more. If you're if you're if you're taking the rules, you know, as far as like being a human being, be responsible for your actions. It sounds like the other religions are more like. I'm taking, I'm taking responsibility, responsibility for my actions but down you're, here you're not versus, versus, versus that, that religion, religion where it's, where it's, where it's like, like, I'll, I'll save, save you. you. But you see, you're not remembering the inner of man. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're like a whitewashed tomb. You look beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead man's bones and all sorts of abominations. So the thing is, we can't be good no matter how much we we can do good things we do have good qualities and characteristics and we can compare ourselves to each other and say okay this guy's better than that guy because this guy's worse than that guy we could get all lost in doing all of that so we can't really be good secondly if you are in christ you will want to do the things that are pleasing so it's not just like Hey, I saved you so that you could just do whatever. Yeah, make excuses for yourself. Do whatever you want. It's not like that either. It's like, I saved you because I love you and you cannot save yourself. And because of your gratefulness for that, you want to live in the ways that are pleasing to him. And But you're not, it's, you're not saved by those things because if you tried to be saved by those things, you couldn't be. You can't earn it. You can't earn your salvation. You can't be morally perfect, no matter how good you are. You can't be morally perfect. It's humanly impossible. So okay. I, I ask you a question. I, I do. I understand. Look, you said that you said that a multitude of times. Yeah. And that's why and that's why it's it's, you know, and I understand. Look, here's here's the cool thing about me that I understand I'm not going to be able to tell you any different than what you already believe. Yet you are trying to do the same for me and the opposite. And I am completely willing to understand your point of view, but you're not willing to understand my point of view. Like not really, you know what I mean? So it's interesting. It's very interesting because I I love you, Thomas. I think you're an amazing human being. And I like that you full-heartedly believe in what you believe because that keeps you grounded and that sets a foundation for you raising your family in this world, which this world is not a good world. Let's just Let's just put it out there. It's just not a good world. There are other worlds that are better than this one. This is not a good one. And that's why we're going to split 50-50 with the bad and the good. And you're going to be in the good one. And you're going to, and you're, and you're going to be like, praise Jesus. And, and it probably is going to be because of Jesus for you. But I don't, I don't think that it wouldn't for, Others, 
that didn't get touched by Jesus necessarily down in South Africa, let's just say, or down in Zimbabwe. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to name remote places. So whatever remote place is the most remote where Christianity maybe didn't have an opportunity to get to, there is no reason that those people don't have a chance to be on the good world. But there's two things that are a little off about that theory. One, God says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. So the people who are in those places, the Lord will reveal himself to people who you would think might not necessarily got to hear about him. And two, now it sounds like you're saying truth is relative because somebody else got to the good place because truth was relative for that person. Truth is absolute across the board. And if you say truth is relative, you've already made an absolute statement saying that it's relative. So mm, mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I understand your point of view. Good point. And um, I, I do I do want you to know this. It's not that I, I it's not that I don't want to show you that I care to understand what you have to say. That's not what I'm trying to do. But at the same time, there's an urgency. Because just like if we were on an airplane and if you were trying to, and I'm giving you a metaphor again, but I'm just trying to explain <laughs> something. If we were on the plane and you were explaining to me why you really believe that when you jumped out of that plane, you were going to float up and you're standing there with nothing and I have a parachute on and there would be nothing you could tell me to make me take that parachute off because my life depends on it. Let me but let me ask you this. Are we oh, both wait. on the airplane? Are we both on the airplane thinking that if we jump out of the airplane we're both going down or do or have we even thought about that? Well, no, the plane is it's a crash. Meaning meaning if I jump out of the airplane and I go up, maybe that's good. Or if I jump out of the airplane and I go down without a parachute, maybe that's good too. Well, no, it, see, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear you, but the, just bear with me for a minute. The parachute analogy, it's like this. We're, that plane is going to crash. We have to jump. Just like one day, we have to die. Each of us gets older. I'm getting a lot of gray hairs myself. And I, I was lifting something the other day and I'm like, ah, I feel it. I feel my body's getting old. Uh, which I never thought I would ever feel. But anyway, we're we're going to die one day. That's a fact. It's going to happen. Yeah, and I, and I was saying to you earlier, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Maybe dying is amazing. Maybe once you die, like the pain of dying probably is horrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you have like a long, like if, like if you got shot in the stomach oh. and you're like, oh, and, and and that's your death, right? And then you die like that. But then when when they come out the other side, you're like, golly, this is amazing. I had no idea. This is going to be so amazing. But I hear you. You know and, what I mean? And, it and could it be like that, too. It will be. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of the possibility. Well, no, it will be amazing for for some who enter through the street. Right, for the ones that are in the higher vibration. It gets you. But for the one and that, and that works even in during the rapture, and it also works even uh, like now, like only good people that are above a certain grade get to go up to the level 
And then the other ones get down and they get recooked and sent back up. But That's wait, how it we, works. The, the thing I'm trying to say about the plane. So the fact in the plane is the plane's going down. We have to jump. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like one day we have to duck. And even if you tried to convince me to take off my parachute because you believed that when you jump out of the plane, you're going to float. When the laws of gravity are clear, you won't. You'll fall down. But you believe you're going to float when we know you're not. Whoever, if you jump out of that plane, you're going to die. And, and so the plane is going down. That's the reason I'm trying to convince you, not that I can convince you, but that's why I'm trying to show you how important it is to have the parachute on. Because I, know, whether, I, get, I mean, think about this. Three well, I'm thinking the- about the word convince. Let's go back there. I mean, I'm not trying to convince you. Why are you trying to convince me? Like, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to have a conversation so that we can share thoughts. You think one way, I think another way. I love the way that you think. I don't necessarily believe in everything that you're saying, but you keep saying to me, you're trying to convince me. And that, and, and look, that's okay. Not necessarily to convince you, but to to urge you because it's urgent. Think about it. Me, you, and Chris on a my gym uh, airplane now. You believe you're going to float up. <laughs> no, Chris- no, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about, okay, all right, let's I let's know. play this three man on the plane. Just because you brought Chris on board now. What is he? Is I don't want right. to wish any ill tent on Chris. Right, I don't right, want to wish on, any so, ill so will on Chris. How about this? Three random guys on a plane. <laughs> one guy believes. One guy believes that. One guy believes that he will float up and he'll continue to float up. So he prepares. That's me. So he prepares for his jump by putting on a spacesuit. All right. The mm-hmm. second guy believes nothing at all is going to happen. The plane's not even going down. There's no need to jump. He does absolutely nothing. The third guy believes the plane is going down and that the law of gravity will take effect. So he puts a parachute on. And he's going to die for sure. 100%. Which three of those people, remember, they all believed a different thing. And the thing that they Mm -hmm. believed affected how they prepared for the jump. So truth not being absolute. Okay. You know, when you jump out of that plane, gravity will take effect. So the guy who thinks he's going to float up and put a spacesuit on, the guy who did nothing at all, and the guy who put on a parachute, which one will live? Mm, all three. No, nope. the guy in the spacesuit falls, he dies. The guy who did nothing, he crashes with the plane and he dies. The guy who put the parachute on, when he jumps out, the parachute opens and he glides down gently to safety. That's the truth of what would yeah, happen. So the, guy, so the guy with the parachute glides down to Earth safely. The guy who died with the astronaut suit, he died, but he went on to live in another realm. And the same thing with the other guy. He died, and he went on to live with... Basically, St. Thomas, life is... There's no death. There's no... There's only life. There's only life. There's no death. You only live. 
to live to make better, to live to make better, to live to make better. The things that 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 you do that are bad, yeah, those things get sucked down and spit back up, though. You know, it's not nothing is wasted here. It's all recycled energy. We recycle energy like you wouldn't believe. But so now when you say that uh, there is no death, uh, I agree with you in the sense that. You agree with me in the, in the sense that you don't understand it. And no, that's OK. I, and I understand. And I understand why you you're you're you're. Because your whole belief is like either you go to heaven or you go to hell. Those are but the only two places you will live forever, eternally, somewhere. And this is why it's so important. Now it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Because here's the thing, Thomas. Whenever you are, let's just say you're an average human being, right? And so the barometer for going to hell. You only believe in two places, right? They can't go nowhere else. Or do you believe in other places? No, it's it's either heaven it's or either, hell. It's either heaven or hell. Okay, all right. So you so okay. So let's just say the barometer is here as far as a human being is concerned, and you uh, you rob a bank, but the reason you rob the bank is because your daughter. Uh, was uh, uh, very sick and you needed the money to pay for her cancer treatment. Let's just say it's that scenario, right? So in your theory, the dad definitely goes to hell for trying to save his daughter. He definitely goes to hell and he stays there forever. Forever he stays there. Here's what here's what I propose to you, and I think that you would you would be happy with this because it gives comfort to you know the fact that there are injustices, not injustices. There are truths, not truths. There, it life isn't just black and white. There's a lot of gray in between the black and the white. Okay, <clears throat> what I propose to you is that. Yeah, you did something negative, right? Like uh, robbed the bank, to, but the intent was to save your daughter's life. So that was the intent. So then, look, so then you get sent down for a little bit of time to just kind of pay the punishment, whatever. What, what, I don't know exactly what it is, you know, yet. But as far as the basic theory, I think I have it. And then you get spit back out real quick because your crime was very little, very little. So no reason for you to go down there very long and then, and then, you know, spend eternity. So, yeah, some people could spend eternity if the crime was eternity, you know. But if you see what I'm saying? So there's different levels of the in-between and i think that that's and i think i think you would be happy i think that the the christian religion would be comfortable with that kind of assessment that the fact that like let's stop preaching eternity eternity one one 
and open up your mind to that maybe there's more and maybe there's bigger opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, the, the, the interesting part about that theory is it almost assumes that there are people who are worthy of heaven when there's not. We already... That, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at the inner Why? life... Why don't you think that anybody's... What? Some... Like, what about the Pope? Oh, he's probably among the least worthy. But... If All right, so, who's the, so who would be the most closest worthy? So you're you're saying everybody down here is... is, is well, think about it. If, the if worst. Any, if anyone could play a record of the inner thoughts you battle with, for me, for any person... It's the inner that God looks at, not the outer. So we, we just like the Michael Phelps versus the couch potato scenario that we talked about, even if somebody may be more morally uh, well off than somebody else, more morally, some, if somebody may appear to be more morally acceptable or more morally adept, it's still they do, they are not morally perfect. You have to be morally excellent, perfect for heaven, which none of us are. That's why the only one who is, which is Christ, that's why he paid the fine for us so we could have his clothing on us, which is the moral perfection that we don't it's have. A little, it's a little bit sexist, right? Like, uh, don't you think, aren't you like a little bit upset that you have... You know, your beautiful girl, two beautiful girls, right? No, oh, I know you have a boy. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah. Okay, Isaac. But your beautiful girl, and she could never be God. You know, she could never have an opportunity to be, be God because she's a female and it's only a hidden. Isn't that? Well, what's wrong? I mean, I'm I'm just look. You want to have a conversation? I I want to have it seriously, but I want to have it thoughtfully. I love you, brother. I love you, and I know. And I'm not look. I'm simply asking the question. I'm not trying to pick a fight. Yeah, I'm simply asking the question as like legitimately. Don't you you think that that's a little bit bullshit that it's only him, him, he, him, he, him? Don't you think your daughter is going to have a problem with that? Let me ask you this. What do you think the Bible meant when it's written of God that God is spirit? Okay. When, when God came, God, the son came to God is spirit. He came, God came as spirit doesn't say him or her though, does it? Or does it? God came in the form of man. He came in the form of man. The, now both no spirit. No, you said spirit. No Hold spirit. On. Hold on. No, you Listen. no. Listen. Now you're veering. No, no. Let me finish. You got to read it for yourself. God is. You're spirit. veering. You were. Yeah, God, God is spirit. Yeah, let's keep going let's, there. Spirit, I don't want to hear any. Hold on. Spirit is neither male nor female. However. When right, God, exactly. When, now hold on. When God took God on is flesh, spirit. Now hold on. When God took on flesh, Jesus Christ, He did so in the form of a man. Now both man and women are made in the image of God and are both equal image bearers of God, made for different things. Like you cannot bear a child because you're a man. You cannot give birth to a child. 
man is not made for that. So I understand that, but like you, you, you're jumping past the point. I think you're making my point for me in honesty. And I can't understand why you're still have that same point of view. Why God is called he, him. Why? That's, that's how he chose to reveal himself. Now, in a book, in a book. Yes. Who wrote that book? God? God didn't write that book. God didn't write that book. Men wrote that book. That's why it says him or he. It's a sexist advantage. That's, look, man, you have a daughter, bro. Josh, when you made that picture of the spine and the spirals, Mm -hmm. who made that picture? You or the pen? My mind, I don't know. I don't know. The pen was no idea. The pen definitely didn't. The pen definitely did. The pen, but my mind really picked up the pen to do it. So yeah, me. Right. The pen was the instrument you used. People were the instruments that God used to bring forth the information He brought forth in His Word. But I have to. So we're we're only a pen. So we are only a pen. I have to go to bed. Carly already came down here, but I'm looking forward to. You need to bring Carly. You need to bring Carly in front of here, and you guys need to sit side by side the same way I did with Candace, and let's talk about this a little more. Look, here's the thing. I'm not. Look, I never ever would I ever try to push away somebody from their faith if I knew their faith was a righteous path. And yes, you have a righteous path, probably the most righteous path. You're probably right. Your vein is bigger than everybody else's vein as far as righteous path souls going through your vein, for sure, 100%. You know, keep spreading that message. Like, it's good, but don't be closed-minded to other avenues of reaching heaven because you are not the only one. And I'm sorry to say that to you, to your face, you're not the only one. You're just not. I love you, but you're not. Remember, open-mindedness is following the facts where they lead, regardless yeah. of your feelings on it. So that's why do the research for yourself. Seriously. Well, I, I ha- look, I have. I have. And it's been more scientific research, to be honest with you. Look, the two Earth theory blew my mind. The whole thing fact that I was like oh my god that's the rapture it's because I believe in both those things I believe in religion I believe in the whole I believe in Jesus I know he was our savior I know he sacrificed himself for our sins like I believe all of that and I and I'm grateful I I I think where me and you kind of part ways a little bit is where I try to include others and you're saying it's the only one that I think that's the only way we believe in the same as that thing. The only time we part ways is when I say that. So I'm here, right? Like I'm here. So hopefully whenever the earth splits, I'm on your, I'm on your, I'm on your spot, man, because it sounds like the other one, is not going to be good, <laughs> like at all. 
<laughs> like very scary. <laughs> and look, if I have to go down there, I've never learned one. I, 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 I honestly said this uh, to myself and I think maybe, maybe you should hear this so you can preach this because I believe you're going to eventually be a preacher somewhere to some people and you're going to lead people and you're going to have to lead people. I think there's a big war coming. My mom told me there was a big war coming. I still hadn't seen the big war. So Yo, maybe that, you got to watch this movie called The Pilgrim's Progress. I'm telling you, it's, they talk about yeah. the war. They talk about the war in there. And the guy, he's telling people about the war, but everyone thinks he's crazy. You really got to yeah. watch this movie. Write it down. The yeah, Pilgrim's yeah. Progress. Um, so that, uh, that war is supposed to be like the war between good and evil. And it's like vicious, like just vicious fire, like it's chaos, vicious. Uh, my mom told me about this. Like she tells me this, this is the stories that I had going to bed. We cut the baby in half and one had to decide, blah, blah, blah. It, uh, vicious, you know, war, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is what I'm hearing. So my mom is basically, like, telling me, like, hey, you better grow up quick. You know, like, uh, this stuff is happening soon and you need to be ready. So I've been ready. She didn't, I'm making a joke about it, but she didn't, She, you know, she got me prepared for it. the stories, the biblical stories that she told me were, like, significant like amazing significant they were like resonated in my brain like all my life they molded me into who i am did your mom tell you any stories or anybody yeah, we, tell you stories yeah we we grew up knowing about jesus but i didn't know him until somewhere around four years ago you know didn't know who jesus no i i knew about him it's totally different to know about somebody and to know them. You know what well, I mean? Well, I grew I I heard about Jesus ever since I was born. Ever since I was born. So you guys talk about being reborn. I was already born with Jesus. Like I already I was already born. I got baptized all that. I was already now, born. What, what did I think Jesus that's the difference. difference. What did well, Jesus, Jesus when he said Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. I don't know. It sounds it sounds like a fucked up thing to say, to be honest. No, but like, Jesus it, tells it sounds, the truth. It sounds, it sounds like, what the fuck are you saying? Well, it, say, oh, it say it again. again. Say it again. What does it mean to you? Say it again and then tell me what it means to you. But I need you to say it again so I can think about it. Okay. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. That sounds like a bunch of garbage, if you're asking me. I mean, come on. All right, you're going to put those kind of parameters? All right, then what are the rules, you know? All right, so unless you are, say it again. Unless I can't even remember it. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. What if you were born in the first place? Can you see the kingdom of God then? So to be born again means this. 
it imagine okay. I know I know what it means. It means like you're you're taken sorry. I'll, no, no. Tell me what you think it means. I would like to hear that. Oops. Sorry. That's okay. Probably. I think I think what it means is that you were another thought process and now you're this thought process. It's a little more than that. It's like, okay, I understand. If we're born with like a, a sin nature, which we are, okay, you, you live a life of the flesh and only leaning on your own understanding. But when you're born again, you're born of the spirit and it's something God does. So it's not something. Hold on a second. Let's, let's go back a second because now you're talking in fantasy land. I was talking about like oh, grounded here on earth is what happens. This is what I thought. Like you, and now you're you were talking about like uh, bones and and uh, spirits and 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 things no, like that. Like this. All right. If you're born, you're born into. Uh, okay, you're born just fleshly, right? You you have your fleshly ways and you walk in that. That means your own fleshly ways. What the hell does that your, even mean? Your own, your you, own human, your own human nature, your own understanding. What, what are you? What else are you going to talk about? That's so, it. That's no, you, Thomas. But then you're nothing else. No, like, then when you're born again, it's an act of the Holy Spirit. You're born of God now. Now you 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 now walk in. What the does that mean? Uh, you walk in the spirit. What does that even mean? It means you have a new nature in you. You you are no longer living for yourself, leaning on your own understanding, but you're living by the spirit of God. And he what does that even mean? What living by the spirit of God? What does that mean? What 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 are you supposed to do when you when somebody says live by the spirit of God? You're like you can't. You what can't. do I do? No, see. What do not, I do? It's not about what you do or what you did. It's about. It what is about what you do, though, Thomas. No, he he gives you a new nature, the Holy Spirit in you, and you and what nature is that? You have a new doing heart. what? It's a new heart with new desires to do that which is pleasing. What does the heart say to do the desires to say? All right, look, hey. Okay, oh, I got you. Here's very simple. You go from loving your sin, loving your own way, and hating God. You go from that to hating your sin, hating your own way, and loving God. That's the change that happens like that. So that's being born again. It's not something you do. It's something say God that one, Say that one more time. You go from loving your sin and, and justifying it, making excuses for, for yourself, and loving your own way, your own understanding, what you want, and hating God and the things of God. You go from that to hating sin, hating your own sin, hating your own way, being grieved over it, not making excuses for it, and loving God, loving the things of God. That's being born again. And it's not that you do it, he did it for you. Is that is that being born again right there? I mean, I know that's a horrible picture. I am so sorry. But look, it's the same thing you're talking about that I'm talking about. You're going from the bottom to the top. 
from the top to the bottom, from the center to the to the absolutely not center, you know, and many ways around which way you can get there. Look, I'm I I know what you're saying, and this picture, as horrible as it is, and I know it's horrible, it literally describes, I could just point whenever you say something, I could just be like, oh, here, oh, here is where you're talking about, oh, you're talking about right there, and then you're going down, you know, like there's, I know I'm not describing it exactly, and we'll we'll have, this picture is not going away, by the way. This picture is, it's coming back. And and it's not a bad picture. And uh, can I tell you about these guys? Okay, so this thing is actually uh, what I believe, and, uh, and, and I'm not a scientist, but I believe this is black matter. Do you know about black matter? Yeah, dark matter. Like that they, they like physics and stuff or quantum. Yeah, physics. so the things you can't see that are all around us, like the open space, the space we're allowed to like be without hitting something. Like if I hit this cup, the cup is I don't know what that white matter. I have no idea what they call that, but matter, right? And but all the open space that we have is what scientists are saying that we have uh uh uh, matter around that we just can't sense it for whatever reason. Have you heard that? I have heard that. So, so I was uh, listening to a podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know who he is? Yeah. African-American fella, good looking, uh, kind of funny, not really that funny, but kind of funny, but he tries to make physics jokes and, uh, and, uh, he was telling me about that there are these spinning these and there's they're spinning all around us and they're very little they're like they're the like fractal like you can't see them you know but there are so many of them and so the way that they work is that whenever negative energy goes through them they get bigger and expand as to deflect the negative energy towards the other spinners because the entire room is spinners, right? So, but whenever you get, uh, whenever a spinner gets close to you and you show uh, positivity and love, the the spinner will kind of be like, I don't know, they'll kind of be like a part of you kind of, like just temporarily, you know, until you uh, show negative energy and then the spinner will spin off of you. And it's really interesting. Like, I, I can't even believe I'm telling you this because I, I still don't have the full grasp of this whole thing. But as far as negative, positive, North Pole, South Pole, East, West, like all that has to do with it. And remember I asked you before about... Have you ever heard about the Tesseract? The Tesseract? Tesseract. Yeah, you did ask me. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, wait. I do remember. It's the, the mathematical flower pattern. 
And that's a great point because that shows you that this universe is intelligently designed because of all the fine tuning. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah, so, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But on that note, I have to get going. But I'm looking forward to doing another podcast with you and also uh, the birthday party on Saturday. <laughs> I love you, man. I really I do. Like, I, I, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, this is my favorite podcast. Uh, somebody asked me uh, uh, the other day, I, ha I had a podcast with somebody. And the, the one of the questions they asked me, they were like, uh, I got a question for you. What's your favorite podcast? And I said, I, my favorite podcast is actually uh, one that I have with uh, uh, one, of, one of my really good friends uh, about religion. And it was your podcast. It was legitimately my favorite podcast because we were legit having a back and forth. It was like ping pong, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like we were, you know, we were hitting <laughs> We were hitting it back and forth and it was fun, you know, like, it, like we, it got a little bit more heated today, you know, which I was surprised about, but it, you know, uh, it has to go from somewhere to somewhere. So I'll, I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely my favorite because we were going back and forth. You were telling me, I was telling you, you were telling me, I was telling you, it, you know, was, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just fun. That, that's what I love about these podcasts, Thomas, is uh, it's just, it's no pressure and it's just a lot of fun to have these conversations, you know? And I'm sorry I offended you at the very beginning with, with, the, with the joke that you thought that God was the butt of. And I... I'm really sorry about that. Like, I, I, I want you to know, I, I truly, like, I, I could not believe that I offended you. I was like, oh, man, what did I do? I was looking at Candace, and I offended Candace one other time. I don't remember exactly what, but I was like, oh, man, I'm off my game tonight, you know. Not a good podcast, Josh, you know. So I really, I want you to know that I respect you. And enough to understand when I have offended you. And I felt bad about it. Now, you know, I'm not, if you want me to apologize, I will apologize about it. I think that I already apologized kind of enough for it. I didn't apologize the entire way because I also felt like it's just a joke. You know, so that so I still kind of feel that in my brain. I don't know exactly how I feel about that, you know, exactly. But I'm apologizing in, you know, halfway, 50%. It's not not me that you did any offense to. So, you know, it's uh, don't say that. Don't say that, asshole. Now I have to apologize to him? You're such a dick. Oh, I hate you. You're such a jerk. You reversed that and replaced it. Good I job. I don't actually have the number three hat, but you both had the number three hat. Well, I don't have twos and ones yet. I'm. Those are still on order. This is a brand new podcast, by the way. What, oh, what number would you like? 
I was thinking three. You can have this one. Or it, I have a black one. I have the tan one that she had. I think she took it with her. No, she left it. And, and then the I have this white one. one. You That's want this cool. one? Two, three, one, go. You want them? Sure, yeah. You want the white one? Sure, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. you can have that one. That's yours. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Josh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I got to get up a little early tomorrow and got to get going to bed. But uh, I'm looking forward to all seeing right. you on Saturday. All right, all right. Well, uh, we'll we're going to let the audience know how the birthday party was, how it turned out. Awesome. How good of a job I did, what you thought, what awesome. is, you know, your daughter thought. Isabella, right? Yep, yep. Isabella, that's, uh, yeah, she's a ma bella. <laughs> yep, exactly. Very Italian right. name. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love you, brother. Love you, too. It was good being on here. Thank you. All right. Talk to you. See you.